We at Drunken Outsiders are a proper age to drink. We do not condone or approve of any underage drinking or any driving of sorts while under the influence. Please enjoy our episode. That's not our theme song, but no, it should that's be. Superman. Yes. Uh huh. No, it's not. No, that's You're Indiana Jones. <laughs> I always get those two mixed up. Do you? I mean, what? They're both John Williams. Are they really? Yeah. Huh. I knew Indiana Jones was, but I didn't know the yeah, Superman. The Superman theme song's also. What exactly is the Superman theme song again? Can you serenade no, me right now? I can't sing it. <laughs> Let me hear it. I'd have to listen to it. Because oh. I always get them confused. I suppose. I just don't know what the Superman theme song is, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody knows what the end of Jones one is. I felt really stupid saying this Superman now. <laughs> Why? I just didn't know what it was. It was obviously Indiana Jones. <laughs> Welcome to, like that. Welcome to Drunken Outsiders. <laughs> We're already off topic. <laughs> yep, welcome to Drunken Outsiders. I am your host, Ryan. And I'm the other host, Devin. Fantastic. Fantastic stuff for today. Um, as opposed... As opposed... I don't know why I said it like that. But in the way of drinks, I should say. I am still cleaning house... I think I don't have much left in the fridge there, so probably have something new next week, maybe. But otherwise, I'm still drinking these, like, Sunny D's and cider stuff we have left. Yeah. Basically. What do you got? I'm drinking Budweiser. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this shit's going down like water today. Oh, is it? (laughs) Yeah. Surprise, it is water. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking. The king of beer. Yep. Yeah, it's been in the fridge for a while, so get rid of it. Might as well get rid of it. Well, today we are covering a Mr. Joseph. Ooh, actually. What? This is the beginning. This is the first episode of our new series we're doing. Oh, yeah. We're doing a sort of series event here. Yeah, we're going to call it our killing spree. Right, we're just basically covering back-to-back killers for a while here yeah we're gonna do eight episodes eight episodes of just strictly true crime fantastic people yeah brilliant minds yep and we'll have a big announcement at the end big announcement coming up yep won't tell you what it is now you gotta wait for it yep but it'll be fun it'll be great yeah you'll love it we will too Yep. Well, to start off our little event here, we are covering the killer Joseph Kalinger or Kalinger. I'm not sure, quite sure how to say his name. K A L L I N G E R. So it's yeah. I'll just say Kalinger because that's yeah. how I knew it before. Joseph Kalinger, who was a serial killer who murdered three people in tortured a number of four families throughout the 70s along with his 12 year old well his 13 year old son Michael along with him he helped yes 
Huh. Anyway, but we'll get to that, I guess. A nice family business they got going on. It's a nice little family affair. <laughs> so, start things off. Joseph Kellinger was born Joseph Lee Brenner the third. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, that's right. On December 11th of 1935. In the Northern Liberties Hospital in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Mm. I messed up there at the beginning. Pennsylvania, if you didn't know the state. (laughs) To a Joseph Lee Brenner Jr. and his wife Judith. So, yeah, that happened. But then in December of 1937, just when, you know, little Joseph the Third, I curtsy him every time he <laughs> yeah, walks no by. Shit. He was like two years old. He was placed into a foster home because his father had abandoned his mother. And she just... Didn't want the little shit? No, nah, didn't want the little fucker. <laughs> the little fancy fucker. <laughs> Damn it. Right. She curtsied him. And then threw him like a fucking football right into a box <laughs> yeah. outside the foster home. <laughs> so it was on October 15 of 1939 that he was adopted by an Austrian immigrant couple by the names of Stephen and Anna Callinger. Nice. And pretty much throughout his life after that, he was constantly abused by these two. Oh, shit. His punishments would include kneeling on jagged rocks, which is an interesting punishment. That is. To say the least. That hurt, but... Yeah, I've knelt on rocks, and it fucking hurts when you get up, because the indentations are there. And they're the round little fuckers, too. Yeah. (laughs) Smooth in your hands. I mean, these probably, like, cut you. Yeah. Well, it's gonna cut you. It's gonna cut you. Um, he was also locked inside of closets for however long periods of time. You know, Dr. Fell says that's not good. To be in the closet? To be locked in a closet. <laughs> I think that's like the one episode of him I've seen. The one episode where he says it's not good to be locked in a closet? Yeah. Wow. Good doctor doing his work. Yeah. Because it's not obvious. Nope. It shouldn't be locked in smallest places. <laughs> Glad he got that cleared out. Out in the air. Yeah. Out in the ether. And now everyone <laughs> yep. knows. Now everyone knows. Don't lock your kid in a closet. Just don't do it. That's what the McDog camel's for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least you don't have to cover that up. So you need to see what's going on around it. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Smaller space, but more freedom in the way of the eyes wandering. Because <laughs> the darkness is the one thing about this whole situation that's abusive. Yep. <laughs> so he was also often told to like self-harm himself, you know. He committed a lot of self-injury kind of Damn. things. Um. He was also burned with irons. He was whipped with like belts and like cat and nine tails kind of stuff. Oh, that's not too bad. 
Do you know what a cat of nine tails is? It's like a barbed whip, but uh -huh. with like nine of them. Uh -huh. It's like a shorter one, but you hit him, you're supposed to hurt. Yeah. I was talking more of the belt. Who didn't get the belt? Oh, you like kid? that, don't you? Who didn't get it as a kid? Did Dr. Phil talk about that one too? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably did. You have Probably. to clear that one up. Yeah, so he's whipped. He was often starved as well. And on occasion, he would be forced to eat excrement. Hmm. They're just trying to help fight obesity. By eating shit? <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> trying to reduce the carbon footprint. <laughs> All right, Joe. There's the toilet. There's your dinner. Y'all done? All right, back in the fucking closet. <laughs> no dog kennel for you today. You don't get that privilege. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, he would go through a lot of shit and some severe. Because he's eating it. <laughs> This boy goes through too much shit. We can't afford it. Yep. <laughs> Send him to school with a paper bag. <laughs> Everyone else is bringing PB and J, but this guy's got shit fucking sandwich. <laughs> so it's like shapes it like Play-Doh into what he thinks it is. Yep. Somebody goes steal this lunch. <laughs> Shit. It's just a bag of shit. <laughs> he probably liked the days that they had corn. Oh my god. <laughs> Gross. Or beets. It's like all turns red. <laughs> he can pretend it's something else that's supposed to be red. I don't know what the fuck is supposed to be red. <laughs> Hot dog. You can pretend it's the beets he just ate. Pretend it's a hot dog. Well, you could do that. Put it in a bun. Yeah. Bink the bun out of shit. <laughs> and put the shit in the shit. Yep. <laughs> Goes to the cafeteria people and be like, can I get a bowl? Aren't there forks around here? <laughs> Oh, there you go. Choking on his water. <coughs> what? <laughs> Choking on his water? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. It's pretty good. Anyway. <laughs> forced to eat shit and all these other stuff. And oftentimes it was so severe um, that... Oh, at the age of six, he had suffered a hernia that was inflicted by his own father. Jesus. Like, I don't even know exactly what a hernia is supposed to be, uh -uh. per se. We'll have to look it up. But yeah, then to add to that, when he was nine years old... He was sexually assaulted by a group of neighborhood boys at knife point. So there's that. 
Go looking on what a hernia is. Yeah. The bulging of an organ or tissue through an abdominal opening. Uh. So it's like having like an ulcer and like massive inflammation at the same fucking time. Hmm. I guess. What oh, made nice it sound like. Okay, yeah. Oh, that sounds painful. Yeah. Resolves within months. Oh, does it? Yeah. I mean That's weird. It's treatable. <clears throat> I don't know. Cause he at this time, he had surgery for that. Oh. Yeah, he had surgery for his hernia when he was like six. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Are you looking up that? Um, Did I go over this? That he was um, sexually assaulted by a group of neighborhood kids at knife point when he was nine years old? I don't think I heard the knife point part. Oh, yeah. So pretty much any point on, it was, like, hard for him to get, like, erections and shit. Yeah. He was, like, hold a knife every time he did. Which would be weird, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> Give the hooker a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Threat me, please. <laughs> Just do <Sorry>. it. <laughs> Probably some sick fucks out there now to do that. You know, I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably a lot of that out there. Like, get done. They're in a hotel room, like, rummage through the fridge. There's no shit in here. <laughs> Yo, where do you keep the poop? Um, yeah. So, basically, all that went down, and at the same time, he was often a rebellious youth towards his parents. Mm. You know, didn't do what they say and all that. Became increasingly violent over time. Yeah. <clears throat> he often dreamed, though, as a kid, of becoming like a playwright, you know? You mm. write plays for the theater. Because, you know, he's Joseph the third. <laughs> yeah. Gotta be fancy all the time. I don't think he knew about that, though. And he actually played a part as Ebenezer Scrooge in the local performance of a christmas carol in ninth grade so he had that going That's for him nice yeah and around that time when he was 15 he started dating a girl named hilda bergman a heck of a name hilda hilda just sounds uglier than <laughs> shit <laughs> what are you talking about hilda it's a great name i think there's anybody alive who's still i mean besides hilda. Really I think, old people, but... I think old names are, like, coming back or something like that. Yeah. Because you keep hearing about kids having, like, old names like that. So, basically, he started dating this Hilda girl whom he met at the theater. At a theater, which he wasn't allowed to go places often. Mm. So, every time he was there on, like, Saturdays... He'd meet her there. Nice. He started dating her. So his parents obviously didn't approve of yeah. the relationship. But he pretty much said, fuck him. Yeah. And he married her. And well, they had good. two kids. Nice. Yeah. Um, years down the line, she would later leave him because of 
the level of domestic abuse that she would suffer at his hands. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what he's taught. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, a lot of his punishments kind of matched what his adoptive parents inflicted on him. <laughs> he made his kids eat shit? I don't know about that one. <laughs> I mean, there's a certain taste to it. Yeah. You learn to appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't do it like that. You fold it like this. Yeah. Quit playing with your food. <laughs> Watch the monkeys at the zoo fling their shit everywhere. And he's like, see that? You can learn from them. Yeah. Why are they wasting so much good food? <laughs> he's like, here, here, over here. Pick me, pick me. He's like, catches it like baseball. He's like, kids, we're eating free today. Yep. Takes a big bite out of it right there. Oh, like a fucking apple. Like, got the crunch to it. Mm. Yep. Tastes like banana. Oh, God. Oh, they fed them oranges today. It's score. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be nasty. I can imagine that, though. Like someone just taking a bite of shit and just looking at you. They give you that smile. It's just right on their teeth. Yeah, just shit over teeth. Like, lick it off. God, it's disgusting. It drips down there. Yeah, gets a little... Uh, they like try and talk to you, but they splatter on your face. Oh, oh that'd be horrible. <laughs> I've never decked a person in my life, but I feel like if that situation was right in front of me, I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> and say, hold on a second, go to the bathroom, get my own shit, and like slap it in their face. I wouldn't do that. No, they'd enjoy it. They probably would. Where was I? I don't remember. We were talking about We keep news. talking about shit. <laughs> oh, punishments for his kids. Oh, yeah. So, basically, his punishments pretty much matched what he had. I don't know about the shit part. <laughs> and it was a lot of the abusive. He would beat them. Yeah. There was an... Well, actually, that was later. But, I guess, she left him... And then after the divorce, he pretty much was been up. He was hospitalized at St. Mary's Psychiatric Hospital on September 4th of 1957. For E. coli? Due to... <laughs> 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 nope, not quite. Not in that region. But due to severe headaches and loss of appetite, he wasn't getting his daily dose of shit. <laughs> Which the doctors believed was pretty much a result of the divorce. He thought mm. he was diagnosed with like a nervous anxiety kind of yeah. disorder thing. But I don't know, eventually he left the hospital. And he actually remarried on April 20th, 1958 to his second wife, which her name... Is escaping me right now. Mildred. Mildred? Yeah. Is that how I got my name? 
So wait, did uh, Helga take the kids? You know, I don't think so. Huh? I think she left them with him. <clears throat> but I mean, that kind of seems stupid if she's a, if he's abusing them. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of these stories, like the parents leave and all that, <laughs> they just ditch the kids. Nice. Like they were paper bag full of shit. You leave at school for the kids lunch. <laughs> Drop it and forget it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'll find her name here in my notes eventually. You think they ever ate soup? Like diarrhea? Soup. T- <laughs> It's a little too spicy for their looking, so they had to water it down. Ugh. They had to put milk in it. <laughs> Shit milk. Most disgusting combo you could ever probably come up with. Yeah. It's like the big Lebowski when he like drinks milk with vodka, you just switch the milk out with diarrhea. Yeah. You just ugh. Sounds disgusting. I think eating shit with anything would be a bad combination. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You asked Joseph, maybe not so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so he got remarried in 1958, and they had five children after that. Damn. So they got to it. She threatened him a lot. <laughs> well, he was extremely abusive towards this side of his family. And often, you know, did the same punishments on those kids as oh. well. And his be- behavior would obviously become increasingly bad. Mm. You know, he would be in and out of mental institutions... He would attempt suicide pretty often. Damn. Like, I'd figure it'd be, like, the lighthearted kind of suicide attempt, you know? Yeah. Like, shallow cuts on the wrist and all that. You bleed a bit, but it doesn't really do anything. Yeah. And the common thing for him to do would be arson. Huh. He burned down. He burned down his first house. Jesus. Got the insurance money for it. Um, set fire to his second house like three times. <laughs> nice. Actually, he did it once, pay out. He did it a second time, they got to pay out. And then third time, insurance wouldn't pay for it. Yeah. Because he'd be like, fuck you, dude. You know what you're doing now. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. So, all that was going on until 1972 when... The children actually went to the police station to report his abusive behavior where he was arrested and put into jail. That's good. Yeah. Because I think two of them went there along with like a neighborhood friend of the kids Mm. who then corroborated the stuff. They told them all what happened to him, you know, beatings. I don't know about the shit. <laughs> Bringing put in those damn closets. <laughs> <clears throat> On occasion, they would be like burned, 
Mm. You know? Yeah. He branded one of his kids on her thigh for running away. What did it say? I don't know. Eat shit. (laughs) Shit eater. (laughs) Yeah, so basically he was arrested. Um, They gave him, like, psychological tests. He scored an 82 on the IQ test. So he wasn't the brightest bulb. Yeah. And he would be diagnosed at this point with paranoid schizophrenia. Mm. Nice. Where at that point he was pretty much often recommended by psychiatrists that he would be from any point onward after this if he was like go to be supervised with his family. Mm. So, yeah, some of these people, you know, diagnosing him with schizophrenia say he's got this severe mental illness. Other psychiatrists interviewed him and said he was competent, he was sane, you know, Hmm. he should be kept in jail for the stuff he did to his family. But by the end of it, he got, he served, he had already served, like, uh, four or so months worth while going through all these tests. Oh, okay. So then at this point, they just put him on probation for a while. That's stupid. Just let him go. And then as he was out, like, um, I don't know if it was a couple months or a month or so later, the kids went to court and gave an affidavit saying that they made it all up. Oh, damn. Yeah. I mean, of course, police thought it was coercion, you know? Yeah. He had them say this, but either way, court dropped the charges, he was scot free. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. And so it was basically by, like, what was that? That was in 1972. By around 74, um, he would. He reportedly started having common hallucinations. Hmm. You know, he would have, like, conversations with a giant floating head by the name of Charlie. And he said he received personal orders from God. Oh. Pretty much the orders from God were to kill... As many people as he can. Oh, shit. So, and all of these were stuff that he would often confide to his 13-year-old son, Michael. Mm. So then he got Michael involved with all of his, like, fantastic ideas. So, yeah, around the time after that he would <clears throat> tell Michael about all these and then his behavior become more erratic... Uh, they had committed their first murder. Oh, shit. It was a Puerto Rican neighbor of theirs by the name of Jose... Cuervo? Collazo. C-O-L-L-A-Z-O. Collazo? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Forgive me if I'm butchering the name. I just don't know how to say it. <clears throat> In the Phil Dever area where they tortured him and eventually cut off his penis. Jesus. Yeah. 
Not good stuff. I think they made him eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was all for Joseph. <laughs> yep. He's a greedy man. <laughs> Wanted all that shit. So. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Weird sentence. What? Yeah. <laughs> it is weird. I'm just sensing in my notes here. It's interesting. But in the same year of 1974, it was there that um, Joseph Jr., another son of his, Mm. I think older than Michael, um, he was found dead in an abandoned construction site. Oh, shit. Just two weeks after Callinger had taken out a pretty hefty-sized life insurance policy on his sons. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So, though Joseph had claimed that Junior had run away from home and said that he drowned. Actually, no. The building was, like, supposed to be, like, demolished. Mm. So, like, the body was pretty badly crushed by stuff by the time the police found it. So, they didn't really have a clear cause of death in that way. But by the end of it... It was thought that he, like, drowned him. Mm. But it wouldn't be the first time that he tried to kill Junior. (laughs) Shit. So basically, he tried to get Michael to help him kill his brother. And the first attempt, I guess, was they were out, like, somewhere in nature or something. Like, taking a picture by a cliff. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I guess the idea was to, like, do the photo thing. You're like... Pose for the photo, pose for photo. I can't get it. Go further. <laughs> further back. Further back. It's like, no, 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 can't get it further back. <laughs> Tried to get him to fall off this fucking cliff. Damn. <laughs> and since that one didn't work, I don't know how not. They tried to kill him in a burning trailer. Oh my god. They set a trailer on fire. They tried to get him trapped in there. But he fucking lived. He got out or something. I don't know. Crazy. He's he's just like, did you lock the doors? Yep. Good. He's fucking dead. He's like standing right next to him. (laughs) Don't fuck. (laughs) How'd you get out? Who's supposed to lock the doors? Charlie. (laughs) Floating head. Yeah. It wasn't me. Anyway. Um. You say that a lot, actually. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Or I don't know. Anyway. It's good, because that's the way I can... Like, see where? To... That whenever we get off tangent, I just go put that right behind it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> After the second attempt at trying to murder... Joe Jr., uh, they actually succeeded in drowning him, obviously, at the construction site mentioned before. Yeah. Which, he was obviously a suspect in the killing of his son, but he was not arrested due to the lack of evidence. It's pretty mm-hmm. much scoffery. Yeah. And I don't believe the insurance actually paid out to him, the policy, because I think... Obviously, because he was suspected of killing him. They're like, 
Uh, no. Yeah, definitely. So pretty much after that point, uh, Joseph and Michael really kicked in the gear and started their like crime spree sorts. So pretty much starting on November 22nd, they began burglarizing houses mm. around the New Jersey area. So on that day, they burglared, they burglared a house in Lindenwood, New Jersey, but no one was home, thankfully. Unfortunately, by the next stop, they, you know, their next house to rob, there was a victim there. So they, the victim's name was Joan Cardi, and they had tied her to her bed, and she was sexually assaulted by Joseph Callinger. Jesus. Yep. Then 11 days later in, uh, so, oh my gosh, Susquehanna, Susquehanna, I've never seen a word like that, S-U-S-Q-U-E-H-A-N-N-A. Yeah, no, you lost me after the Q. <laughs> Susquehanna Township in Pennsylvania. At another place they robbed. Five hostages were also bound and robbed at knife point. The calendars had taken $20,000 worth of cash and jewelry from the victims and eventually um, worked up to slashing one of the victims' breasts with the knife. Jesus. But they made away with all that. And then later... Did the son sexually assault her too or just the dad? Um, Joseph mostly sexually assaulted the victims. There was a couple of times where he made Michael do it. Mm. But apparently, he tried and couldn't really get her up. I mean, yeah, the kid's like 13, you said, right? Yeah, 13. Yeah. He was a, you know, he's a, he was a troubled kid either way. Yeah. Like, he was pretty fucked in the head as well. But then also, in a homeland, Maryland, they had held a Pamela Jeske, I don't know how to say that name either, I'll just say Jeske, captive in her home, forcing her to perform oral sex on Joseph. Well, again, point. He did that a couple times, too. Damn. Yeah, so basically on January 6th, he repeated that same kind of thing. In Dumont, New Jersey, with victim Mary Rudolph. Pretty bad. Pretty bad stuff these guys are doing. Yeah. And it all kind of came to a head for them on January 8th, 1975. So they continued their crime spree in Leonia, New Jersey, where they eventually came to the home of, uh, what was it? woman's name Edwina and Edwina <laughs> Romaine who was okay so there's a family staying at this house there's Rowena her husband I don't know what his name was I forgot to write it down he was in the hospital hmm. she was out visiting him I think and they had three daughters Aditi 
a Didi, a Randy, and a Retta. Randy was a girl? Randy was a girl. Hmm. So basically, Didi was at... Didi Romaine Wiseman was her name with her four-year-old son, Robert, at the house at that time. Because she was taking care of her invalid grandmother. Mm. So basically, she was there, and then Joseph and Michael basically walk up to the house and knock. And that was a pretty... That was the way they approached these houses. Yeah. The common way was for them to go up and be like, do the Joneses live here? And then they make their way in at gun, gunpoint. Mm. And then this time they said they were John Hancock salesmen. I'm not exactly sure what that is. Uh-uh. Anyway, she uh, tried to get them to leave, but they forced their way into the house. At gunpoint, I was going to say that, yeah. at gunpoint. But then when they got in there and got her subdued, um, he put away the gun and then took out the knife and said, we're here to rob you. Do everything we say and we won't get hurt. So basically, he carried her up the stairs to the second floor into a bedroom where he would tape her face. No. Mm-hmm. He taped her eyes and her mouth, and then he would tie her hands and ankles together with like cords. Mm. Yeah. And then he stripped her naked. And then he basically. Well, he stripped her naked and he put her on a bed. And then he tied up her four year old son. Stripped him naked. Oh. Put him right next to her. I don't know what the thinking process here. I mean, he's crazy, of course. Yeah. But, I mean, then, at that point, was still blinded. He put Dee Dee on her back and presumed to try and rape her. But she was on her period. Oh. And his behavior in that moment kind of implied that he really didn't like that. <laughs> no. So he didn't sexually assault Dee Dee. That's good. That's good. Then at that moment in time, the doorbell rang. Oh, shit. So he answered the door, and it was Randy mm. came in, coming back from the hospital. So, of course, came same kind of thing. I'm here to rob you. Don't do anything. I won't hurt you. <laughs> That's what she said to him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Call nine one one, but not for me. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Imagine if it actually was another robber. That'd be a good. That was a. That'd be a funny movie. Yeah. You know, a rob in a house, and then a robber comes to rob you. Rob yeah. in the house. There's... Twist. The second robber was your sister the whole time. Yeah. There's kind of a movie like that where. This, like, big bank robber, he just got out of jail. Oh, yeah? And he's in this bank to get money, mm-hmm. like, leg- legally. Oh. Some people come in and rob the bank, and all the cops out there seen him go into that bank, and they think it's him. Oh, shit. Yeah. That'd be a bad situation. I don't remember what it's called. Hmm. Cool. Well, 
from there on out, yeah, took her upstairs, <clears throat> put tape around her whole fucking head, stripped her, tried to sexually assault her. She's on her period. She too. was on her period. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Good for them. No shit, yeah. So yeah, nobody got sexually assaulted in that situation. And then, the doorbell rings again. <laughs> you shouldn't be. Nope. Oh my god. It happens again. So basically, this time, it was Edwina coming back to her own home uh-huh. with Retta and her boyfriend. Oh. So, Joseph answers the door, holds him at gunpoint. That's a weird thing to answer the door when you're robbing the place. Well, I mean, it's their house. You probably just want to get them in. Get them in a situation where they're like, you can't do anything. Yeah. And so you just rob the place, get the fuck out. Yeah. Before anyone notices. But basically, yeah, they light them. He laid all three of them in like the living room area. Mm -hmm. Like two women together and then the man a little bit separate. Mm -hmm. So he started like rummaging through their shit and all that after that. And then, you want to know what happens next? They're all in their period. Especially the boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't try sexually assaulting these people. He just ties them up with cords mm-hmm. at this point in the living room. And then the doorbell rings. <laughs> Are you shitting me? No. So... This time, though, was a neighbor. I was going to say, the whole family's home. Yeah. They were wanting some Did sugar, I... weren't they? Wanted some sugar and be like, oh shit, I'll see if they have some. <laughs> Just walks through the door, pulls out a gun. I'm here to rob you. <laughs> to everything I say. <laughs> so when Joseph opened the door, it was Edwina's neighbor, 21-year-old Maria Fashing. Hmm. Yeah. Can't remember why she came over, but she came over and she was forced to come in and lay down on the floor right next to him. Naked or no? No, they didn't strip these guys. Oh, that's it good. was just Dee Dee and Randy and Robert. So those three were stripped, tied up upstairs. These guys are all in the living room. It was around this time, possibly out of, you know, thinking that he was like the only threat in the house. Uh, Joseph, like, took the boyfriend, whose name was Frank. He gagged him with a handkerchief, brought him down to the basement, set him right next to, like, the heater there. Then, I don't know if it's either to, like, humiliate him or something, but he, like, took down his pants and underwear down to his knees and just laid him there right next to the fucking heater. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so it's just like okay but then a little after that Frank heard Maria's voice coming down along with Joseph so Joseph had brought Maria down to the yeah. basement as well close to them and she was obviously struggling with Joseph and all that She, he thought he was like sexually assaulting her and all that stuff but he couldn't really make anything out because the heater was on. Oh. It was like loud enough where yeah. it was like drowned out everything you could hear. But as opposed to everyone else right upstairs in the living room, 
they heard Maria scream and sit and cried out, help me, he's hurting me, I'm drowning. Which was immediately followed by like a gurgling sound. Mm. Damn. Which is a loud gurgle if you're in the basement. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And floor above you. So pretty much fearing that she or her daughters would be next, Edwina had actually managed to get to her feet while bound mm. and go through the front door. Nice. You know, to go get help. While the other person in the room, like, rolled, you know, rolled under the couch to hide. Nice. Tall so, ass couch. What? Tall ass couch. Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and so basically, as Edwina goes out the door, Michael pretty much yelled, Somebody's loose. So as Edwina was outside, you know, screaming and shit to get help, and eventually police came because a neighbor saw her and called the police. Yeah. And when they get there, you know, the whole classic back door was open from what you could see, and none of the attackers were there. Mm. They found everybody all there. Everyone alive. That's good. Except for Maria. Oh. She was found with multiple stab wounds to her chest, and her oh, throat fuck. was slit completely open. So she basically drowned in her own blood. Uh, Hence the, help me, help me, I'm drowning, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, pretty much they're getting all that checked, and then in the neighborhood, another person gave a call matching the description of these two, mm. saying they're in a park rubbing their clothes and hands and shit in like a puddle of water Mm. basically they ran off and then they found the shirt in the water still Mm. so the police took that and eventually they were able to track that down to like to the like cleaning place where joseph gets his clothes cleaned dry cleaning yeah dry cleaning Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I can see you struggling. (laughs) Every day. Every day I'm struggling. So so yeah, they tracked that all down to him. They like found out all the domestic abuse. Mm. Junior's murder or death. And then the long history of arson that this guy's gone through. Basically, they arrested him. Actually, he was a re- he and Michael were both arrested on kidnapping and rape charges. Hmm. So they were tried for that. Um, Joseph was actually what was it expedited over to like New Jersey hmm. for murder. Yeah. yeah. So he was eventually found guilty on the murder of Joseph Jr., Maria Fashing, of course, and then the neighborhood boy from before. Mm. He tried, well, his defense tried to plead insanity, which has been a fairly good case, I guess. But the yeah. jurors, um, 
thought he that he was found sane. So he was sentenced to life in prison yeah. on October 14, 1967. 76, my bad. Mm. Michael, on the other hand, was judged to be under his father's control during all this. Oh, that's bullshit. So he was sentenced to a reformatory and he was also sent to live with a foster family mm. after that. So he was in the reformatory, went to the foster family, he was on probation until he was 25. Right. And then he moved out of state and he changed his name. Hmm. Nothing known about him after that. So he just disappeared. So he was how old in what year? Uh, he was 13 when the crime spree went down. It was 76 when Joseph was put in prison. So he would be like 14. So it was about nine years of being on probation. 14 and 76? 14, 76. He got out of all that when he was 25. So he would have been 38 in the year 2000. Would he? Yeah. 38. Hmm. Plus 24. He's 62 now. So he's somewhere. Yeah. Being a 62-year-old. Maybe listening. Listening to us? Yeah. That'd be creepy. I mean, if your dad came up on a podcast, why don't you go listen to it? I mean, he probably wants to distance himself I mean, however yeah. much he can nowadays. Probably wants to leave all that shit behind him. Yeah. It's probably why he changed his name and left the state. <laughs> yeah. But, back to Joseph Sr. Um, he actually, he was adapting to prison life at first, I think. But then, at some point, he just became more, like, erratic, you know, violent. Yeah. Tried to stab other inmates multiple times. Mm. Uh, he had numerous suicide, suicide, suicide attempts, mm. cutting himself. He actually lit himself on fire one time. Damn. So, basically, he was put on suicide watch for, like, the last 11 years of his life. But... I mean, he got out of prison and was put into, like, multiple mental hospitals mm. thereafter. But eventually, on March 26th of 1996, he had suffered a seizure and died at the age of 59. Damn. So that, yeah. That is the tale of one Joseph Callinger, the Crazy. shoemaker, because that was his job. Oh. He took his job from his adoptive dad. His adoptive dad was a shoemaker, and he took over the business. Huh. So he was a shoemaker. Nice, a cobbler. A cobbler. Yeah, basically. It's kind of how they found out from the dry cleaning people that it was him. Because hmm. dry cleaning people said, that's just a calendar. How do you know? The smell. Because there was like a certain adherent, like glue oh, in shoemaking, yeah. that made some weird smell. I bet. That's how they tracked it back to him. Hmm. So, yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Wild stuff. Yeah. Schizophrenic and all. Shit eating. 
<laughs> Eating shit. <laughs> now it'll get you somewhere. Yep. Well. So, so now we know, don't trust those theater kids. Don't ever trust theater kids. <laughs> Stay away from dark closets. <laughs> don't eat shit. Don't eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Damn, well, that's crazy. Yeah. Crazy story. Yeah. Ready for facts? Yeah, let's do facts. Who wants to go first? I can. You. So, <clears throat> the shortest war in history oh, yeah. was between Britain and Zanzibar. Zanzibar. Yeah. It's a fun name. Yeah. It lasted only like 38 to 45 minutes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Can you call that a war? I mean, as long as you declare war. Oh, I suppose so. Yeah. Uh Otherwise, I would say it would just be like a battle. Yeah. <laughs> like a skirmish. It occurred on August 27th, 1896, when Zanzibar refused to comply with Britain's ultimatum to end the rule of the Sultan and surrender to surrender to a British... Fuck, I don't know that word. What's the word? Protectorate? Protectorate? Yeah. No. Um, British warships bombarded the Sultan's palace, and the conflict ended swiftly with the Sultan's surrender. Huh. Yep. Wow. Good old British Empire. Yeah. Defending colonialism everywhere. Talking about, like, declaring war. I know one country is still in war with somebody, because they actually never, like, signed a... Like a peace treaty or something? Yeah. But they don't fight. Oh. Like, the war's over with. Like, it was a long time ago. I don't remember it. Which one? They're just casually enemies now. Yeah. <laughs> remember, we're going to have a gun out on Tuesday. Yeah. Wow. So, what's your fact? Did you know the brain eats itself? Hmm. Yeah. I guess if, like gone through like sleep deprivation like severe sleep deprivation it'll like eat certain like neurons in your brain your brain will eat certain neurons in and of itself Damn. like trying to get rid of like scrap stuff yeah but some of it when you're like sleep deprived a lot it's gonna end up not being good for you yeah so i guess if you're like tired and stuff you're it's just your brain eating yourself yeah that's crazy yeah, it's weird stuff. Start going to bed. <laughs> I'll start eating other people's brains to keep up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Better than eating shit. Sleep? <laughs> Who needs sleep? I'll just eat brain. <laughs> and shit. Yep. Wow. Well, there you have it. It's our first... First part of a eight-week series. Yep. Event. Series? Event? Yep. Event series? Yeah, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Please do. Please. I'm picking you. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah, contact us. Give us ideas. Yeah. If you think it'd be good. Yeah, we're always open to new topics, so. Yeah, we want to steal your ideas and make them our own. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway.
Well, ready to get another it? beer? Let's get another beer.